0: Welcome, world. Welcome back to another episode of the Lead well Podcast. My name's Brandon Holland. I am your host, BW Holland Thirty Two on most social media platforms. And as a matter of fact, we are going to be talking about social media and marketing today. Um, we've got with us a very special guest, someone who's very special to me, a dear friend. And a PR and marketing genius, Mr. Mark Scott. Hey, Brandon. thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us, buddy. Um, I, you know, kind of just want to jump right in. Uh, let's tell our listeners, um, you know, well, first off, um, to the listeners, uh, we don't charge anything for this podcast. We don't run ads or do anything monetary. This is just for free for you um, to help better your situation and. Uh, You know, the one thing that we ask is that if you found something of value um, from this content, that you would just send it to somebody else. Um, And so that's how we plan to grow this podcast organically. Um, And so, you know, in talking about marketing and social media today with Mark, um, whether you are an influencer, whether you are a private business owner, whether you are a big business owner. Um, this, is the, this is the episode for you. Um, so we're going to start out and, you know, find a little bit more about Mark and his story and who he is, and then we'll jump into the content.
1: Uh, thanks, Brandon. I appreciate you having me. Um, love sharing that expertise with other people. Uh, I've learned from some of the best. I started out at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in their journalism school, which at the time was one of the top five in the nation. I believe it still is. Um, I had great professors there. Uh, one of my professors was an advisor to a lot of the big pharmaceutical companies in the Research Triangle Park area. Okay. And then gained a lot of experience on my own. Started you know, as a newspaper reporter, then editorial writer, and sold advertising, moved to TV, radio, social media, and you know, now I've done a little bit of all of it.
0: That's awesome. So um, were you a... Uh, did you choose this path in college, or how did you how did you decide you wanted to kind of get into
1: PR and marketing? That's a great question. I didn't decide until college, but I think I'd been doing it all my life because in high okay. school in high school I was a four foot ten shrimp, you know, okay. and. <laughs> I wanted people to like me and so I kind of marketed myself as I look back at it that's what I did
0: gotcha if I'm around
1: Brandon and I know that Brandon's into uh, gospel music or if I know that he's into fishing or whatever it is I'm gonna converse about that so that he feels comfortable with me gotcha and that's a lot of what marketing is is making the consumer comfortable with you so that they want to spend their time or money with you okay okay so I guess from a Um,
0: we can start out maybe from a, you know, a small, um, startup business standpoint. Um, what, what kind of things do those folks need to have in mind when, when they're looking at how to properly market their,
1: their business? Super idea. Whether you think about it consciously or not, you need to know who is going to use your product, who is going to pay for your product or service okay you've got to identify them uh, and I believe we'd mention off-air even if you were babysitting or mowing lawns for somebody you know who's gonna benefit from that who's gonna use your service hey maybe it's somebody from your church that knows you're trustworthy maybe it's somebody from the neighborhood maybe it's somebody that knows your family it's not really much different to the biggest business out there They need to know who is going to use their Mercedes, who is going to use this pressure washing company. It can be anything. Who's going to use it? And then you got to direct your marketing to them. Okay.
0: Okay. I know, um, you know, some of the earlier episodes that we've had were based around customer service. And, you know, one of the things that we learned then was um, small businesses and big businesses really,
1: they're doing things the same way. That's, that's exactly right. You've just got a little bit of a smaller budget, typically, with the smaller business right. or you're a self-made entrepreneur, and so you've got to be really tight uh, and smart with that marketing. Okay. And a lot of that goes back then to the who is why are they going to use you. If, okay. If you know why, uh, there may be an element of why because it's summer and it's a uh, seasonal type business. You got to strike while the iron is hot you you, know, you may have to be prepared to work 60 and 70 hour weeks yeah. at that time uh, I'll, I'll get off on the sidetrack a little bit but an example when I used to work with uh, one of the New York Yankees minor league teams they had the San Diego chicken come in which was like the big draw back in the uh, in the day and I said why are you bringing the chicken on Friday when you already have 5,000 people coming in you could bring them on a Tuesday when we're not having but 500 people coming to the games he said, "Mark, on Tuesday we go from 500 to 1,000. That's a hundred percent increase. But on Friday we go from 5,000 to 7,000 people, and 2,000 more paying customers is more than that 500 on a Tuesday yes, night. Yes, it is. Yes. So is. Uh, there's a lot of who and why that goes into it. and You got to be smart with that money. Okay. Um, you know,
0: one thing that um, I've been trying to, one of the skills I've been trying to build um, lately is is being uh, of greater influence, and so." Um, I've been listening to and reading some books on, on sales. And so, you know, a lot of the, the things are, you know, it's, it's the same strategy regardless of what the product is. Um, but when somebody does have, have a product um, that they're trying to get people interested in, what's
1: the, what's the best way to, to do that? Super question. Um, the example they use a lot of times in marketing or sales is the better mousetrap. Not everybody has the better mousetrap. There are a lot of people that sell cars out there, aren't there? There are people who sell Mercedes, there are people who sell uh, the VW Rabbit, there are people who sell motorcycles. Same thing with mousetrap. That's where that identifying who's going to buy it. Are they going to buy your product, Brandon, because your mousetrap is the best guaranteed to get every mouse, or are they going to use yours because it's less expensive? Maybe that's it. Maybe it's not as good, but it's less expensive. Maybe your mousetrap is more humane. You know, they can be hands off. It gets them in a little box and you can go take them outside and let them go. So identify what it is that they want about your product. So even though your product is the same or similar to mine, it may be different in why people want it. Okay. So if I've identified that it's people that don't want to spend as much money, let's say lawn and garden. Maybe you've got people who do some kind of service or a home repair or something like that. If you can convince them that you can do just as good a job as that guy that's got the trailer and seven zero turn radius lawnmowers on and all of that, that they can trust it to you, then that's the battle. And you need to identify who's gonna do that. Is this a neighborhood where, oh, we're gonna pay top dollar anyway and pay for that big landscaping company? Mm -hmm. Or is this a neighborhood where people like, hey, we'd like to save some money, but still have a good quality job? right so you've got okay. to identify that's identifying the customer and identifying what your products niche or services niche is
0: okay and i know um we talked a little offline too and i'd, I'd like you to touch on this where um we were talking about um there has to be an element of trust
1: yes very important um and that's where social media can be so good you can go on facebook and say hey i'm having car trouble i'm new to the area you know, who should I use? I got that call, uh, Our my son's baseball coach said, hey, Mark, we've got a new family coming in from Michigan. Will you befriend them? This was two years ago. And I bet you once a week they call, Mark, who do you use for a local doctor? Mark, who's the person for this? Mark, who's the person yeah. for that? And now it's been two years ago, and about once every two or three months, hey, Mark, hadn't had this problem come up in the last two years. Who do I need for this? Who do I need for that? So it's somebody that they met and they trusted and I bet you nine out of 10 times they use whoever I mentioned to them. Yeah. So if you can build that trust, whether it's through friends, you know, big companies do it with name awareness and recognition. That's why they sponsor big tournaments. That's why they use okay. a ton of commercials. That's why they use celebrity endorsers. Okay. And so I think about us, Brandon, if you were to recommend something to me, I mean, I would take it spot on at 100% face value. Right. So if you can do that with people, it's easier, obviously, face to face, but through social media, you can do that by them gaining trust by having a constant brand, having quality stuff with what you post. Okay, um, you know, having people that support you and that they like you and they reaffirm the thought that that person is getting from your vibe. It's like okay, it it reaffirms to them, yeah, this is good to go. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Okay, um, so whenever there is a you know, a, a situation where, um, you know, I need I need a service, I do just that. I, I find somebody that I've got a good relationship with, and I always ask them, um, especially being new to an area, hey, who, who's, your, who's the best mechanic around? Um, you know, what's the best dentist to go to? Uh, what's the best grocery store to go to? And I'm always asking people that I trust, And, you know, taking their recommendations, like you said, at 100 percent face value Um, and, you know, a a big part of how businesses survive is that that word of mouth, because they've had a customer who's had a good experience and they want the people that they trust and the people that trust them to also have those those good experiences as well. but, you know, we, we touched on, on social media just a little bit. And, but before we kind of move into that direction, um, from a, a little bit more from, from a business standpoint, um, if you had to, had to give advice to a business that was maybe struggling or um, someone who was just trying to find their, their uniqueness, what would your advice be to that business as far as promotion and marketing?
1: good point Um, you need to identify where you're struggling and why you're struggling let's say if it's just getting the word out maybe right one of the things you can do is talk to your existing customer base the ones who like you and say you know what Um, I give you ten dollars off on your next service or what have you Uh, if you can talk about me on social media if you will make a post positive hey I used Brandon for XYZ and had a great experience I'll discount what you've got so now you've got somebody that's already a happy customer you know of Mm -hmm. posting good things about you to their people and then hopefully some of theirs will then pick it up and so on and so on and it grows so uh that can be social media it can be word of mouth um you can talk to them maybe it's just keeping them maybe you know i always like to make people better off for having done business with me Right. So I took over a weekly newspaper one time that was losing money. They lost money two years in a row. They couldn't use it as a tax write-off anymore. Mm-hmm. So I contacted the previous advertisers. Why aren't you advertising in this paper anymore? They said, because they screw up every ad. <laughs> it's messed up. Their word's <laughs> misspelled. It's not the message I want to give to my customers. I Well, so I tell you what, you run this ad with me four times in the next two months. I promise it'll be right you're gonna hope it's messed up because if it's messed up i'm gonna give you another one free every time it's messed up and so of course i made sure to get them done right and we gained back the trust so even though somebody before me had screwed up with those ads that newspaper went from an eight page newspaper to a twenty page newspaper within a matter of months okay so find out who is not happy find out why make them right and i tell you what sometimes those people will be your most ardent supporters if you've made them right and mm-hmm. made them feel good we know it you go to a restaurant and the good ones if they've messed up your order they come back they either want to comp it they want to give you dessert or oh, yeah. something yeah it's gotten to the point now where i went to a place and my wife's order was messed up and i said look I'm going to tell you this, but you got to promise not to give me anything. We've had so many good meals here. I just wanted to let you know this was messed up. I don't want anything out of it. But, you know, so they had taken care of us so that then when they did screw up, it didn't bother us. We just wanted to let them know because we know that it was an aberration.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, and they, you know, they want to maintain that standard, and so... You know they can definitely do that by by continuing
1: to know exactly so i think a struggling yeah. business same way you need to find out why you're struggling yeah have there been unhappy people make them better than whole yeah yeah
0: speaking of of struggling businesses i know that um you know you had a very interesting story about um i think it was tylenol um of kind of what attracted you into into marketing and stuff like that when you were in college tell our listeners
1: that story i think that was pretty neat thanks that's great i was in a journalism major but there were different concentrations did you want to be news writing marketing pr what have you and uh, at that time tylenol was laced with cyanide people may not remember it used to just be a little cotton thing stuffed in there above the aspirin Uh or tylenol and things and somebody had injected uh cyanide in there and people died from it well guess what tylenol had a marketing approach set they had a plan set they gained a larger share of the pain reliever market that year than they'd ever had they beat everybody else out it's like how is that possible when people are dying from your product well, it just so happened, I mentioned one of my professors was an advisor to the pharmaceutical companies in Research Triangle Park, Right. so she was in on that. She said, we already had a plan, A, does our CEO or does the face of your company, even if it's just you or if it's a three person company, does the face of our company look trustworthy? If things go bad, okay. do, can we trust this person? Are people going to, and again, you can look at companies, maybe your struggling company that you mentioned before. Maybe the person does great work in home improvement, but for whatever reason, their look doesn't look trustworthy. Gotcha. Yeah. Maybe you ne- that's why you get maybe a marketing mascot or you have somebody else be the face of the company. Makes sense. Um, so in this case, they had a couple things. One they knew that they did not like, or I'm not, uh, I shouldn't say that in the Tylenol case, but they had decided whether or not the CEO was going to look good on camera. Okay. They bought some time. It's like, hey, we're going to get to the bottom of this. They reassured people, you're going to be safe. We're going to take care of it. We've isolated. We know that every batch that was tainted came from this area, so you're safe using them. Then with that time, they bought, they came back from their research and development department and a little bit later came up with the tamper-proof seals. That's why when you now open a lot of these bottles, it's got that little peel-away seal. Uh-huh. And that's where that came from. And they end up with a larger share of the market. Everybody trusted them. Wow. So you can look at and and so seeing how you could not really manipulate the the masses, but make them comfortable. Yeah. I thought, oh man, I want to do that. I want to be able to talk people into using my product. Right. So that was right. that was what got me sold on it. Okay.
0: All right. Um, I guess um, you know anything else from a uh, from a, a business standpoint before we sort of transition to social media usage. Um, you're, you know, we're waiting in the in the lobby and someone comes up and asks you, hey, can you tell me a little bit about how to market my business? And you've got just a short period of time, like what's your response
1: to that person? Don't try to be all things to all people. Okay. You, We, we touched on it before. Some people want a limousine, some want the Yugo or the Gremlin or the little right. car. There are different needs for everybody Find what you do best. Who's going to pay for your service, and cater and market to them. Okay. Okay.
0: So that's that's finding the who and the why. Yes. And then I guess so to transition that we'll talk about the how. And so um, from a you know so every everybody has all the information in the world at their fingertips now, um, and everyone is. You know, doing it for the gram. Everybody's trying to trying to increase their online presence. Mm-hmm. Um, what sort of things do businesses need to be doing online, and from a social media standpoint, um, as far as branding and promotion and those sort of things as well? Um, what what have you seen be successful, and what have you seen
1: be not so successful? We'll start with the very basics from the very beginning. People were on Facebook and it didn't take long for people to notice that their stories were being skipped over if they didn't have a picture or a Mm -hmm. video with it. So people started adding pictures, people started adding videos. Then the next thing, it got a little bit deeper in the marketing uh, realm where we said, okay, there is a point of diminishing returns. If that video is too long, people turn it off. People aren't gonna pay attention to all of it. Um, So to wrap all of it up, you need to be consistent across all formats, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, or mass media, TV, or radio. You need to have that same presence. You need to show everybody that this is why you should depend on me or why you can depend on me. Okay. Uh, we're consistent. People don't like things that change a whole lot. Right. I mean, that Nike swoosh has been there for a long time. Yes. Now, they did, they started noticing people were almost, it was so familiar, people weren't noticing it. That's when they came up with that Jumpman silhouette of Michael Jordan. Gotcha. Because they had noticed that swoosh, people almost, they were taking it for granted. Right. Uh, right. I used to work in Thomasville, where the world's largest chair is. Yes. And one of the councilmen was brilliant. He said, you know, Mark. I assume the big chair was there this morning, but I don't notice it anymore. If it wasn't there, I guess it would have stuck out to me. And so it can be the same thing. But most of us aren't at that point where they're taking our branding for granted. You need to have that same brand. People like familiarity. They don't like seeing things that change a lot. Makes them worry that, hey, this company may not be here tomorrow. Gotcha. So across all platforms, be consistent in your look, consistent in your message. Um, You know, Colors, we might uh, you know a lot of guys. Oh, what does it matter if it's red, orange, green, blue, whatever? But hey, if you're an environmental type company and you're going to do clean stuff, you're pressure washing and you're using soaps or what chemicals that are you know not going to be harmful to the environment. Have the blues and the greens, you right. know, have those nice soft, environmentally friendly colors. Uh, so it, it, that's not a big part of it, but if you get it use it on every form of media. Have it on your letterhead, your business card. Have that logo on your Facebook page. Gotcha. Okay.
0: I know um, you know whenever you know my organization started creating its online presence, we you know definitely leaned on you and your expertise a lot. Um, and I guess the the ultimate question that that is just kind of kind of burning for most people on social media is, what should
1: we be posting yes you know that's where the analytics come in and analytics is such a big complex sounding word mm-hmm. but a simple old guy like me learned how to look at Facebook analytics and my website analytics so I could see what posts are people looking at what posts are people reading on my website you know I could see oh, this is the page they're coming to the most this is the one they're spending the most time on so even if you don't think you're very savvy with analytics, it's pretty easy. Before before this podcast, I thought you might ask that. Did my homework? Yeah. And uh, I looked back over even just Facebook, and it's got a how-to how to, how to look at the analytics and the insights of your page, so you can see what posts. One of them I remember, Brandon, when I was working here in Montgomery County, made a post like having pictures and videos and. I didn't bombard them. I would try to have at least one a day, never more than three. Okay. And of all things, the one that got so many views was a guy had a motorcycle and sidecar, but instead of a normal sidecar, it was a horse trailer. (laughs) And the guy would ride down the road (laughs) with his horse there. And uh, people loved it. I mean, it was very unique and everybody would come and watch that. And so if you can have things that bring people to your page it doesn't have to be related to your business okay. I mean there are people that you know that post neat things you enjoy reading their blogs yeah absolutely. or uh, looking at their pictures uh, there's a guy I used to work with he was a manager of mine in television advertising sales and he has comical stuff that he posts about two or three a day so I make sure to go if it doesn't show up in my feed I go to his name so I can look on look at that yeah. so you can have little uh, tidbits this day in history Uh, You can have like say comical stuff. You can have things that may be related to your business when you can, but something that keeps people wanting to come back and see what you post. Then when you do post your more business related stuff, they're there. Gotcha. I
0: remember um, having a conversation with you early on and you said that um, when you're posting, you try, well, whenever you run social media for a business or a company, Um, you try to make sure it's either informative, educational, or I think entertaining, entertaining. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Great. I'm I'm glad you remember that. Hey, somebody listened to me. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. People, you either want to be entertained. You want to learn something, you know, those are the things. I why would people listen to this podcast? Hopefully we're either entertaining them or in today's case, maybe educating them if they're interested in marketing. Right. Right.
0: Um, and going back to the analytics, they, they definitely tell the truth. Um, you know, I am one of these where I thought I was smarter than the analytics um, <laughs> until I started, you know, to really understand how to read them. And, you know, when I post, most of the time, you know, I'm, I'm up, you know, five o'clock in the morning so I can get my morning workout in. And there's a little bit of time in between there and work. And so that's when I'll create a post and, and push it out. Um, so I normally try to post around 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, um, but my highest engagement time is about 8 o'clock at night. Yes. And so, you know, I've had to adjust when I'm posting and, you know, it'll, it, I haven't changed what I'm posting, but, you know, being um, conscious of the analytics of when the best time for my page to post and what gets me the most views and the most interactions you know, was opposite of, of what I was doing,
1: so I had to make those yes, adjustments. Definitely do that. You know, statistics, you can make them mean anything. Uh, I was talking to somebody today that if, if I had a 100% increase in people using my product, well, maybe that went from two to four, but maybe I did some other kind of marketing and it was a 50% increase, but that went from 100 to 150, then that's more important. Right. So you've, you can make statistics say what they mean, but still you need to look at them and use them for what they really mean. And in your case, you saw, okay, this is when they're doing it. Uh, same thing with us. We had a train cam or a camera set up outside of a visitor center, and people would watch all these trains go by. They're these train spotters that are fascinated by the different design engines and everything. And uh, so I thought, that's pretty cool. Well, then we contacted one of the local news stations, and they would do their weather forecast because they could show the weather in the background of that. Well, lo and behold, something we never thought of. When it started snowing, people would go to our website to get on our camera to yeah. see all the snow and see how much it was snowing in the area. And so we knew, okay, this is going to be a big time, you know. So, uh, Or if we knew there was a steam engine coming through, and we knew the timing, we could tell people. So, yeah, the analytics don't lie. You've just got to use the information for what it can help you with.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so, um I, I, and this this may be a little bit of an off the wall question and you know everybody has a side hustle and all these kind of things these days should they separate that from their personal social media accounts or should it all be one because it's a part of their lifestyle
1: that is a super good that may be the best question yet it's a uh, question that I need to answer <laughs> <laughs> I, you know quite honestly as I, I looked at that I didn't anticipate that exact question but I did look at it. And from businesses I've worked with, separate. Okay. Have it separate. You like to be able to just say, hey, you know, I can just post it once and all of this is taken care of. But no matter how much you like it, your personal gets in the way of your business sometimes. And anything that's important enough to be on both, you can easily post on both. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that you need to keep them separate and have that business identity. and there are very various reasons uh, maybe people know you um, maybe people know your business and don't know you but I think you should keep them separate and then those that are solid customers or solid friends great they're gonna leak over to both anyway right but for right. those that for, for some reason it may turn them off I think it's just easier to have them separate okay All you right. can again you can always refer on your personal page hey check my business uh, account whether it be right. my Twitter or my Facebook page or what have you yeah so the people who've just found your business page may not find you personally in any of that stuff but all your personal friends can find your business page gotcha
0: okay all right um, anything else from a social media marketing standpoint that um, that you know you might might think would
1: help Oh, a couple of things one is most people like things positive try to keep things positive um even if you think it's like myself for example and this is just me but i think there are a lot of people like this i just don't buy pepsi at the grocery store because they attack coca-cola in their ads coca-cola never does that Mm -hmm. they they figure they're the tops they don't have to attack anybody else and just a microcosm of that is that I think people in general don't like people that tear other people down. Right. right. So yeah. you don't say I'm the best because so-and-so is not good. Tell them why you're the best Right. or why they should use you. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't think people like that animosity, not, not much is gained from, from that. Uh, so stay positive with your message. And it seems like there's one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, positive, consistent, Fine. Oh, I was going to say, sometimes it's not horrible to bring up controversial things. Just okay. let people decide on because, hey, look, that's what news does all the time, right? They create controversy, so people want to see what's going on. Oh, yeah. Someone Get the ratings said did this. Up. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So if you don't take a side in the controversy, then you can go and bring it up and let people discuss it brings people maybe to your platform from both sides exactly there we go exactly so don't create the controversy but you can bring up hey what are your thoughts about this and then you get more people coming in but just make sure that you distance your business from it Uh, you know hey we're here and we want to know what do you think of it there's a big debate now about these pesticides or something yeah you know do you think we should use them or not Uh, and people from both sides will chime in Okay. You know, same thing with pets, you know, hey, do you think this or that, whatever the product is, whatever the topic is, and it doesn't have to be related to your business too. Just gotcha. something that'll bring people to it. People, oh, that was the other thing I wanted to mention, opinions. Okay. We all have them and we all want people to see things the way we do. Right. So a qu- a neat little thing you can do is put opinion things on your poll each day, I mean, on your uh, platform each day. Okay. Hey. Okay. Who do you think is better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Who's the best ever or other? Gotcha. And people will come to your page and do it. If you do that every day or every Thursday, hey, this week's poll is this. Yeah. People love giving their opinions. What is the best movie ever? Okay. You know, who's better, Carolina or Duke, you know, uh, or other? Right. And so that's something else you can do. doesn't have to be related to business. It's better if it can be off, you know, somewhat related to it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, people love giving opinions, and they'll come back to see, hey, did everybody agree with me, or did some of those idiots disagree? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are just a couple other little things, man. We could talk about this for days. Oh, and no, sure. We could, yeah. we could touch on uh, things that people haven't done. Uh, there was a rumor, Coke, they came up with a new Coke uh, back in the 80s and it bombed. People hated it so they came back with original Coke. Some people say they did it on purpose so it would bring more attention to the original Coke. Yeah. But I don't think their advertising was de- <laughs> department was that smart. I think they accidentally came up with what they thought would be a new and improved Coke and right. it backfired or it, it bombed, but then they ended up getting the media out
0: of it. Well, I don't I don't know if you remember um, it's been maybe 2 years ago um, when Tesla released sort of the indestructible vehicle <laughs> yes. and right on stage during the presentation, yes. I, you know, they threw a brick at it and it didn't go <laughs> as expected. That's right. And even then, you know, their stocks and everything went through the roof because, you know, now it was in front of people. Yep that's yeah. right
1: yeah there's no such thing as bad publicity you've just got to be careful at the smaller end of the spectrum there can be if you've got a limited audience and that audience doesn't like it then it can be bad gotcha. but definitely on the larger scale they're talking about you that's usually good yeah 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 great point yeah um,
0: so uh, to our listeners you know if you if you guys need any, Um, help or any advice from a PR or marketing standpoint? Mark, how can our
1: listeners find you? The best way to find me is uh, via email. I'm old school baby I'm not going to change it there are people on uh, the national level that I've sent uh, stories to at Good Morning America and the Today Show and stuff so I've kept MJ for Michael Jordan UNC for UNC and then 1023 my twin nephew's birth date so MJUNC1023 at AOL.com or uh, you know you can find me on Facebook under Mark Scott and I'm always willing to help anybody awesome awesome
0: Thanks. So thanks so much for being here. Um, To you, the listeners, thank you for your time. Thanks for being a loyal listener of the podcast. Again, um, this is absolutely free. um, But if, you know, you got something of value today, please, you know, help us spread the word, help us spread some positivity and, you know, help folks grow their business. Um, And that is all for today's show. Thanks again for tuning in.
1: I'm finna take it there This time around I'ma make it clear Spoke some things into the universe and they appear I say it's work that I won't say it's fair Find your purpose or you wasting there